In Matthew chapter 12, beginning at verse 33, Jesus says, Either make the tree good and his fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt. For the tree is known by his fruit. You may have living inside you some doctrines that are not of Christ. They may be doctrines of men, and they may even be opposite to the way of Christ. We know the doctrines of Christ by reading the New Testament Bible and setting our doctrines according to the New Testament Bible. And at the day of judgment, we will be judged by that which we have in our heart, by those doctrines which we have conformed our life and our thinking to. Therefore, each of us have an individual responsibility to read the New Testament Bible and set our doctrines by the New Testament Bible. I can give you this example. A woman who was at one time in our church group had been raised Baptist, but she wasn't born again. She divorced and wanted to remarry. And apparently she'd heard at the Baptist church that there would be a problem if a divorced woman remarried. So she went to a pastor and asked him if it would be all right for her as a divorced woman to remarry. And the pastor said, Well, my sister is divorced and remarried. I don't see anything wrong with that. So she and this man went ahead and married. Later, she was born again, a few years later. And she began reading the Bible after she was born again. And she saw that as a divorced woman, the scriptures told her that by remarrying, she committed adultery. And she was really upset. This all happened before I ever met her. I think this is an example of making the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and its fruit corrupt. Examine your doctrine by the New Testament Bible and see if there's anything you need to change your thinking on in. Why, there are people who think it's all right to be homosexuals or lesbians. What does the Bible say? Romans chapter 1. What does Romans chapter 1 say about this? What is God's thinking on the subject of homosexuals and lesbians? Romans chapter 1. We can start reading at verse 22, although verse 26 and 27 are the real keys showing what God has to say about homosexuals and lesbians. But at verse 22 of Romans 1, we read, Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man, and to birds, and to four-footed beasts, and creeping things. Wherefore God gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts, to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. 
who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshipped and served the creature more than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Verse 26, For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use unto that which is against nature. And likewise also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meet. Verse 28, And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. This is God's opinion of homosexuals and lesbians. We simply conform ourselves to God's thinking, as stated in the New Testament Bible. So if anyone asks you what do you think about homosexuals and lesbians, Read this to them, verse 26, 27, 28. Don't just say, oh, the Bible's against it, God's against it. Give them scripture to hold on to. That's the only thing strong enough to work. For years, the Catholic Church taught against divorce, but I doubt that they taught the scripture. They were just against divorce, saying it was wrong. I think they have changed that doctrine a little bit to another doctrine now. But at one point, they were actually teaching a doctrine that was in the Bible, although they weren't giving the exact scripture. Give the exact scripture. What about divorce? Well, give them Matthew 5, 32. Tell them exactly what Jesus said. Matthew 5, 32. Jesus said, But I say unto you, that whosoever shall put away his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, causeth her to commit adultery. And whosoever shall marry her that is divorced, committeth adultery. The man who divorces the faithful wife will be the cause of her adultery, but she will commit adultery if her husband divorces her and she remarries. That's what Jesus is saying. That is the doctrine we conform our thinking to. Now, I can give you many other scriptures on the subject of divorce and remarriage. There was a man in our church group who filed divorce papers with the U.S. courts to divorce his wife, and I heard about it. So I called him. And I said, was your wife unfaithful? He was silent for a moment or two, and he said, no. And I said, according to the Bible, that's the only scriptural reason for a man to divorce his wife. And I said, you need to read Matthew chapter 5, verse 32. Well, apparently he read it because he withdrew the divorce papers and ended his proceedings to divorce his wife, based on Matthew 5.32. Now, what does Jesus say in Mark 10, 
about the subject of divorce and remarriage. Let's look at it. Mark 10, let's start reading at verse 6. From the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and they twain shall be one flesh. So then they are no more two, but one flesh. What therefore God hath joined together, let not man put asunder. And in the house his disciples asked him again of the same matter. And Jesus said unto them, Whosoever shall put away his wife and marry another, committeth adultery against her. And if a woman shall put away her husband and be married to another, she committeth adultery. Now let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10, where Paul says this is a commandment of the Lord for the New Testament church. 1 Corinthians 7, 10 and 11, Paul says, And unto the married I command, yet not I, but the Lord. This is a commandment of the Lord for the New Testament church. Let not the wife depart from her husband, but and if she depart, let her remain unmarried or be reconciled to her husband, and let not the husband put away his wife. Another verse to look at on this same subject is verse 39. The wife is bound by the law as long as her husband liveth. But if her husband be dead, she is at liberty to be married to whom she will only in the Lord, someone else who's a Christian. Let's look at Romans chapter 7, verses 2 and 3. For the woman which hath an husband is bound by the law to her husband so long as he liveth. But if the husband be dead, she is loosed from the law of her husband. So then if, while her husband liveth, she be married to another man, she shall be called an adulteress. But if her husband be dead, she is free from that law, so that she is no adulteress, though she be married to another man. We have to read the New Testament Bible and set our thinking by that which the scriptures say in the New Testament Bible on the subject of divorce, remarriage, homosexual, lesbian, and anything else. And in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, Paul says, Be not conformed to this world, to the thinking of this world, to the television shows, to the romance of books. Don't be conformed to their thinking, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind to the Holy Bible, New Testament Bible. So it's up to each one of us to correct our doctrine and prove our doctrine by the New Testament Bible scriptures. For 2 Corinthians Chapter 5 says, We must all appear 
at the judgment seat of Christ, where we receive for that which we have done on this earth, whether it be good or bad, right or wrong. We receive whether it be good or bad, and we all appear at the judgment seat of Christ. So before you die, be sure your doctrine fits the New Testament Bible. For many churches teach doctrine opposite to these scriptures. I suspect some of you are attending churches right now who approve divorce and remarriage, telling the man it's fine for him to marry a divorced woman. There's no problem. Or telling a homosexual, it's fine for you to be a homosexual. I heard that Catholic Pope say that on a television newscast one time. He spoke up on the newscast and said, I don't see any problem with being a homosexual. And I screamed out, what about the Bible? And that should always be our point of proving our doctrine. You can prove it by prayer and having God show you the truth through the scriptures. But you get that scriptural basis for what you believe and cling to it. And if someone says, what do you think about divorce, remarriage, or what do you think about homosexual lesbian, give them the exact scripture on the subject. If you have to, carry a little New Testament Bible in your pocket and pull it out and turn to that and read it to him. Let him see that this is what the Bible says. This isn't my opinion. And in Matthew 12, verse 35, Jesus said, A good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things. He's got those scriptures in his heart and has them correctly in his heart. And an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. And so many people are just wanting to approve other humans and make them happy. And churches want them to come to their church. And they don't want them to be offended. People get saved when you show them what sin is. Jesus says in Matthew 12, verse 36, But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak, they shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. Whatever word you speak, you're going to give account for it. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. And everything will be judged by the doctrine of Christ in the New Testament Bible. That's the only doctrine we have. Thank you for allowing me to share this with you today.